Contenders ready! Gladiators ready! Three, two, one! The Gladiators! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glad Pod in association with Gladiators TV, with me, David Blackmore, and of course, the wonderful Jet. Thank you very much. Different, I like the way you say the wonderful Jet. Wonderful, <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. Different adjectives <laughs> every week. The feedback and correspondence that we've had, the emails, the tweets, the Facebook posts, the Instagram posts has been fantastic. Please do keep it up. I just wanted to give a, a shout out to Daniel James, who emailed this week to say, he had the privilege of meeting you, Diane, in, at Stoke-on-Trent last year Um, she was lovely I don't have anything exciting to report other than how lovely she was and how engaging she was with my very shy son because I guess not everyone's when you're meeting people you're literally they're walking up to you you know nothing about them do you I would imagine though Daniel it was kind of go on son this is Jet really is Jet and this is a boy's going oh well thank you Daniel thank you very much for such a kind comment she was so sweet with everyone she met and really struck me as just a nice person which I'm pleased to announce she is this was one of my favourite ones as well that we had in it's from Gemma Gemma Brown hi Gemma Um, this podcast cast has reminded me of the time I was told that Jet was staying in the village that my friend lived in while she was recording her album in the studio there. I think we need to do a whole like different <laughs> bit on this. On this, A lot of people are bringing this up. I was a pretty shy as a teenager, but also a massive Gladiators fan. So I walked up to the house, knocked on the door, asking if Jet was there. I was told yes, but to come back that evening. I excitedly returned that evening with my school friend and we were invited into the studio where we sat down and had a good old chat with Jet. I was so chuffed. It was an amazing experience and she was so lovely. So was this recording or was this the video? No, uh, there was only one track we did the the video for and it's actually the track that I wrote, I Don't Know What You Want Me To Be. You know, so classic, (laughs) that one. And I do remember the girls coming in that evening. I I was sort of holed up for, I think, a month at the wonderful Muff Murfin's studio. Yes, that's a name, everybody. He happened to be the composer of the Gladiator theme tune and an incredible jingles man and had a really good eye, I think, for very commercial kind of pop types stuff but it, I was really out of my comfort zone because Nigel Lithgow our, our director of original producer of Gladiators had said um, you know you can sing I said I've been trained but I wouldn't call it a voice at all I like working in a, in core like backing vocals yeah. and chorus and and and, and uh, harmonies and things so I'm very musical but I'm not a singer is somebody who loves their tool and has a really pretty sound that they work and work and work on and the standard of singing today is ridiculous and I listen back to that album and I'm so embarrassed and I had to struggle through a few of the days because I'd not long broken up from my first partner mm. which is when I wrote that track about I don't know what you want me to be was about was about that but we're still good friends so I remember and I think I, I think the girls sort of loved going into the dark studio while the soundproofing and you know the musos are there and I'm really really grateful for such a great experience I never thought in my life I'd record an album <laughs> and I'm sure many of you if you heard it would think I wish you hadn't die <laughs> Jet just stick to gladiating and psychotherapy. <laughs> did, did any of the songs chart? I don't know. I mean, I did go to a nightclub once with um, 
which I didn't do a lot of, I must admit. I was out in Middlesbrough, uh, which is where I was born, uh, in the northeast of England, with my gorgeous friend Tony Foxton many, 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 many years ago. So I was up in a panto at MLT Middlesbrough Little Theatre. Hello, everybody. And Tony dragged me out to this really great club that was around at the time. And the DJ actually started playing one of my tracks, which was it was a little bit like one of Madonna's tracks. No, please don't put me in the same. I'm nowhere near. But it was um, dance, let the music groove or something. And it was it actually really worked. I'm like, is that mine? And it obviously that somebody had done a, a mix on it to make it really, really dancey, really clubby. And I thought, actually, it kind of works in a, a slightly drunken. <laughs> you know, hedonistic way. <laughs> well, were you there in Middlesbrough when you heard this mashup between, if you were, it's how you get in touch with us, thegladpod at gmail.com. <laughs> we're also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. So please do keep sending us your stories. It's great to see all the different stories. And Gemma and Daniel, thank you very much. I think you're going to enjoy thank this you. week's episode. Thank you. Three, two, one. Welcome to Glad Pod. And joining us today, I'm going to call you Suzanne Cox, which is how I originally met you. But it's Susie Roberts. It's a former name. Susie Roberts. Yes, yes. Known better to us Glad fans and all Gladiator lovers across the world as Vogue. Welcome. And she does the arms. Every time you say that, I have to do it. Reaction. Yeah, I know. Do you know, I only came back because whenever you got interviewed, you're all sweaty and my hair was stuck to your makeup. Yeah. You have to just do that. Given it. As a way of trying to get rid of it so you can actually keep it. It became a thing. It became a thing. Yeah. Famous than the show, almost. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, gladiators and the jet hair flick. You always get asked as well on TV, you always get asked to do the the hair flick as well. Ben Shepherd, love it. I do. I can't wait quite what to say to that other than I now have an arthritic neck. Like <laughs> yeah. your hair really short. I think I can't do it anymore. Can't do it anymore. Oh, no. yeah. It's a delight to have you here today. Having me because you're not. You're not. It's not podcasts are nothing new to you because you're doing all so- that sort of stuff now. But before we get into that, okay, should we go right back now mm-hmm. to the beginning? I can remember. Yeah, it's gone then. When oh, did you oh. get the glad call? Well, well, what were you doing? The glad call. Yeah. 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 It's, it's literally like the bat. <laughs> bat symbol, whatever it is. Um, it's a bit G. <laughs> your turn. Yeah. Uh, but Diane knows part of the story because we were doing Championship Aerobics. <laughs> championship Aerobics. Well. You do Championship Aerobics because everything's like really. That's right. I was asked to join yourself and. and Michelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who were the leading British trio? That's four times, so just slip that in there. Absolutely. Yeah. They were brilliant. They were formidable. A championship aerobics became you could do uh, solo pairs, yeah. trios, and it was such a big sport in the early 90s. And so um, those weird ones that show in your sport and nowhere else. I was flattered. I was very flattered. Well, no, to be obviously, asked. yeah, we were in competing teams, and we're all, you know, we've got brilliant mutual friends with Helen yes. and Michelle, so who were like the team leaders, and they were like major rivals at the time. Those two, and we were sort of just in the background going, okay, we would just do jumps and splits and stuff. <laughs> so we were competing, Dad was competing, and then uh, so we sort of knew each other through that really. And then I think you got the glad call, as she calls it, the glad sign, yeah, yeah, and yeah. asked to go and audition for the show. And then they were still looking for some other girls, and Diane kindly put my name forward. But at that particular time, I had just qualified to go to our first World Championships. So that's something I've been training for for a couple of years. Mm. I'd actually seen American gladiators on TV, and I was like, what is that? 
I do not look like those people. Mm-hmm. You know, they were proper hardcore bodybuilder. bodybuilder. Yeah, girls were you know, I come from gymnastics and dancing. Yeah. You know, spangly sports. I wasn't a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, oh, I don't look like that. I was quite offended, really. But you say that, but but like Jet, you both started gymnastics young, yeah. but then you also had that added bit of doing the additional sports like the the 100 meters so you're already learning to sort of do different sports and so were you already not on that path to being a gladiator anyway do you know what well i always knew probably deep down because i've done sport from birth virtually my mom basically (laughs) swimming because i was really quite a child and uh, i'm paying for it now because i have also have a hyper husband and two hyper children so you know it's like a lot of our house but so I you know but I obviously naturally loved it and took to it and really enjoyed doing loads of sports when I was younger um, and then obviously the gymnastics ballet all that sort of took off and then I had a break actually between I got glandular fever when I was about 14 and that sort of wiped out all my energy levels and everything so I actually stopped doing a lot of the highly competitive stuff for about 15 so I just couldn't get back to the same level. Mm. Really wiped out. And then between the age of 16 and 18, I had a break from sport. You look dubious. Oh, I right. like cool. teenagers. Yes, I was going to say. Yeah. But that was great. That was a really good thing Healthy. to do. And I encourage people, not necessarily to go out clubbing, you know, but... Be teenagers when not when they're not because you're too busy clubbing. But the trouble is so many people go on that path and don't come back to well, sport. Exactly. So what was great for me is like I took almost like got it all out of my system, you know, sort of because I've done, you know, really highly competitive sport to that point. And you do have to give up a lot of other stuff to do that and time. And then having that sort of blast between sort of sixteen and eighteen, and then sort of got that out of my system and then mm-hmm. I was ready to go back into sort of being more disciplined and training and mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't going and getting really drunk. I mean, my friends were very far this, literally. Probably, I'd be the driver, or you know, they're too much. I'm going at four. I'd literally go and have a little sleep somewhere, and come back and pick them up. Yeah, so that's sort of you know, I wasn't like going crazy, crazy, but it was great to get it out of your system, and then you go back into more disciplined. And I was ready then, and that's how I sort of again, per chance, came across doing a course when I was retaking really my levels. <laughs> which was really hard I met Michelle who was the competitive aerobics sort of person mm. doing a course which qualified us to teach in my head I thought that would be quite good when I go to uni really good way to earn money rather than working in a pub like, you know, pub yeah yeah teach some classes be fun yeah. um, so that's basically why I signed up to do that course and that's how I met Michelle that's how we did the aerobics because we're UK champion 91 to 94 times European champion in brilliant but when you look at it but when you see the timeline you've literally had that and then that stops yeah and then gladiator starts yeah because what happened with the aerobic sport uh, Reebok were our main sponsors of the main championships world championships everything so we were yeah, semi-professional I think we might get paid but everything was paid for for us so all our time and our training was our own our costumes but all the travel and international stuff was paid for um, and then they came out of the sport and then it's like really seriously it's like, I mean, it's like oh, today right. you're not funded it's a really big outlay of yeah. money and time and because of that you know there was other things happening and then again I was working with a photographer who diagnosed as well um, John Dietrich doing some stuff that did UltraFit covers and various other things oh you were great and he yeah. had done stuff with Sharon David I mean it was, again it was all sort of meant to be you know it was like yeah there. you know it was a really fortunate journey into it really it was just pure luck but also with the right people 
and he said, oh, I know they're looking for some new gladiators because the show had been on by now. Yeah, because it was series four. Yeah, and I was like, you know, when it first came on, I was like, American gladiators, I was like, that's really cheesy. That's rubbish. That's not going to take off in this country. We're far too British like that. Ooh, like, <laughs> yes, Ooh, well done. It's a, it's a taken part that counts. It's not WWE. <laughs> We're not like WWF wrestling. We don't like that stuff in England, the Britons. Very, very, and then obviously it was huge. Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to me ever <laughs> about predictions for what's going to be successful. And it was huge. So obviously by then, I think we've done a couple of series at least, and then there was lots of injuries and ailments, which she'll probably find out through different people. So I think they were just trying to reject the team. A lot of the team were bodybuilders, which is great. They look amazing, strong, but it's a very different thing when you're hanging upside down, running, throwing yourself, yeah. yeah. yourself off stuff. They're brilliant on the really sort of standstill, whack people, strong power. But to be able to sort of convert and be aware of your body, doing lots of other stuff in the air, it, you know, it helps to have had either a sporting background yeah. or gymnastics. Gymnastics. Yeah. Ask you, ask you both this because we've done, we've had a few now, and I've, I've not asked this question because I thought it was a bit too a stupid question. But we'll be the judge of it. Yes. <laughs> Were you put into certain? So if you're a bodybuilder, they won't, they're not going to stick you on hang tough every time. Yeah, I didn't, didn't really... It, so it, tried everything. everybody on everything. So, so in the you, round, so in the heat specifically, you basically be put on anything. Yeah. So it wasn't... It wouldn't, wouldn't it make sense to put you on something that you were strongest yeah, at? Yeah, they save that for when you get to, like, the, you know, the semi-final. Okay. In the early series, and also they try and pitch it, because they want it to be... It's, it's TV at the end of the day. Yeah. They want it to be entertaining. There's no point putting someone amazing on it with someone who's absolutely rubbish. Yeah. Over two well, you see some of the... Especially the early hang tough, especially if it's, like, yourself, and you see, you see just zoning in and putting them down. And then I think it was Phoenix, and she got stuck, and she was just <laughs> swinging backwards and forwards. Yeah, so, um, yeah. It, you know, they're part of it. They want obviously want it to get, It's like entertainment shows, so they want it to be entertaining, it, dramatic. You know, all the things that come into making it exciting for people to watch, as well as obviously we want to win. You know, mm-hmm. fundamentally we want to win. We don't yes. go out purposely to go. Oh, let's make them look really good. Never gonna happen. <laughs> you know, you might them go for like a few seconds and go right. I'm gonna get you off now or whatever it is. You know, if you can. I mean, so, I had a, a pooling. Uh, um, so when my kids basically first started watching or YouTubing stuff. Yeah. All they could find was me pulling this poor girl off Hank Tuff who cracked two vertebrae in the back. <gasps> Our first female contender is Pauline. And she's facing Vogue. Vogue about to face one of her strongest ever contenders. Vogue locks on. Five points the hard way. Drops down with Vogue still on her back. Mum and Dad thrilled by that incredible performance, but I think Pauline's in trouble. She took a bad landing with Vogue still hanging to her. The medics have been summoned. And this drama is relentless. Dad John concerned. Dr Adrian Noon is the physician in attendance. Pauline is smiling, but she's still on her back. What bad luck. Sister Julie clearly upset by this, and the family awaiting the doctor's assessment. And a bad time for Pauline's mum, Linda, as Pauline is transferred to the stretcher. So did you not watch Gladiators bef- up to that point in the first... Because it had been on, like, three series before you joined. Yeah, yeah, a bit. Yeah, I did, absolutely. Um, and did you think, oh, I want to do that? I did as well. So I was, like, watching... I did, but obviously I was still quite involved. And also it, was, it clashed with the filming. Mm. So they filmed... We filmed all over the summer holidays. And the World Championships are usually July. Oh, right, so okay. That's the re- main reason. I mean, you know, you could have... If it was a different time of year, you know, I might have been able to do both, but... I was committed to that sport at that time. 
obviously with Reebok and most of the contracts. So it was only really when they sort of came out of it that yeah. um, I thought, actually, we managed to get you. So, and just that story about getting, so what, did did someone come to you and say, we need another Glad? And you, and you said, I know the perfect one or... Yeah, I think every year there was such a kind of a fallout of, 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 of the bodies because the injuries were quite bad, particularly towards the, the end and the contenders getting sharper and stronger and, and more prepped sports specifically for the events. Mm. But not, not again, you know, it is show business and some, some gladiators just didn't work, I guess, for the show. So they were kind of casting from, from a, a, a benchmark of looking right, being able to perform right. Did, would they have the right demograph? So it was kind of a gladiator for every sort of member of the audience, really. Yeah, it's like Spice Girls. Yeah, before the Spice Girls, <laughs> yeah. That's very yes. true. It's that same, trying, you know, it's like a band, really. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's someone, it's someone, someone that appeals to everybody and has all the different personalities. You know, there's no point us all being, yeah. like me and I, X2 Nurse, Long Dog Hair. Yeah. We, were, really, we were the two that were It would be amazing. Amazing, yeah. but <laughs> can't have too much of a good thing. <laughs> too much of a good thing. But it was it was fun for us because ex gymnasts, I think the arena loaned itself to because you're right, we're multifunctional athletes. It was yeah. an easier place for an ex gymnast to actually perform and do better at. So I think it was hard for them to find girls that could really, really do a lot of the events and the, and the like lightning yourself and myself. It was it was just easier for us because our bodies were already pre-adapted. Well, used to like chucking yourself off stuff, yeah, rolling and, and also hanging off stuff. You know, it's just very different <laughs> yeah. um skill set if yeah. you are a track athlete or a swimmer. That's yeah, like Sean Davis. I mean, yeah, amazingly fit, amazingly strong. But just not used to getting whacked and beaten up, you know, yeah. in, in the pool. You don't get that. You're you're cushioned by the water. I mean, and everything's lateral, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. So when when you get the when you get the call, have the yeah, conversation about um, your name. Oh yes, <laughs> the name. I mean, yeah. what? Like, I honestly, genuinely, when I was like, have they just run out of names? Oh, I know. I, I, oh. But what is Vogue? But what is that? <laughs> um, right. Well, I shall tell you. But did you, when you heard it, did you go, oh, yeah, it's a great name? That wasn't the first one. Oh. Named something else before. Yes. Um, so they called me once they decided, there were three girls they selected from the trial that I did. So one tall blonde, one short black girl, let me. So it was not like they had a look particularly or whether they were just trying to trick everybody. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, so then obviously I heard the call and said, you're in. We're going to call you Storm. Oh, Okay. I didn't right. know that. Oh. Uh-huh. And then we went to, so before I filmed in the UK, we went to Australia to film first. Well, we did live shows first, like in, at Sheffield, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And then they took us to, or someone, the team to Australia to film series there. And there was only one came back to the UK. So because I was going to Australia, they already had a gladiator called Storm. So they said, oh, you can't be Storm because Australia's got Storm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what else then? You know, so it was literally a bit of like, well, well what are we going to call myself? You know? So they came up with, I think, Jade. And I was yes. like, well, that's Jade, Jade. It's all a bit similar. Mm. I know people, you know, it's just like the mother's called Susie. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it's a precious stone, but, you know, it's not really, it's not really do anything particularly. And then, so, that, you know, the only TV people go, go well, you, you come up with it then. Come on then. You know, Kenny Warwick. Love Kenny. Uh, Nigel. And I was like, okay, well, actually, I quite wanted to be a baddie. Not because of Wolf, but I've, I'm quite, you know, I just talked about pan tantrums and stuff. But yeah, yeah. It would have been really uh, but it didn't work back now. It would work on TV. But back then in the 90s, people, you know, girls would not yes, have yeah. to be bitchy and horrible and mean and... 
Vogue, our cover girl gladiator. This Vogue is all the rage with the fans. She's quickly established herself as a firm favourite. Look at Love Island now. Exactly. Now I could have started that. You know, I'm more like Scary Spice. You know, I'm yeah, like yeah, more yeah. Scary Spice. I'm a bit more like, you know, what I thought I was anyway. And, and they're like, no, no. Because I thought spirit. I could be like an evil spirit. Yeah. Oh, that would have been but good. No, I'm not happy in that. Yeah, it's basically they have to make their decision. So then they came, right, right, we're going to call you Vogue. But why? I'll tell you why, because I've done lots of sports modelling stuff. That's right. And I think they obviously heard the theme tune. Yeah. I think what happens, they sit in the production office, as these things often happen. <laughs> Radio's on, something comes on, or someone goes, oh, yeah, that's it, yeah, that's it, yeah, call of that, yeah. Brilliant. I can just picture them all doing that, actually. Again. Yeah, I mean, actually, so I had people ask me, what, and also they, people always spell it wrong, they spell it like V-O-U. Mm. Vouge. Vouge. What is a vouge? That probably I does mean something in it. Like a hundred years ago, obviously, we used to get fan letters actually on paper sent to us. That's right. So yeah. many kids would say, What's a vouge? I'm like, I don't know what vouge is. <laughs> I could tell you what Vogue sort of means. But I think because of the fashion, which was fun. So when I first started it, you got to go and do lots of fashion yeah. shoots and things. They try and make you, you know, wear normal clothes that I'd never ever wear in my life. But yeah. So you're Vogue, you're ready to go on. Yeah. First first episode. Yeah. What was it like? Yeah. The costume just before. Oh, when yeah. worked with Stephen, did you design your bit? And Not did really. You I had an idea for Star, because of the aerobic stuff, I, I can't, we, it was that era where you had the high neck sort of cut away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't want my boobs and everything hanging out, like yeah. someone over there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any boobs. <laughs> oh, I was super fit. So I preferred that sort of two-piece thing. So I gave an idea of what I wanted, but, you know, and I mean, the, the hands and, you know, that's just mm. the Madonna thing. I mean, actually, our costumes, you know, it seems amazing, but... Ooh. No, rubbish as in the material and the, the hand airbrushed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously, my husband washed one of mine by mistake, and he's never touched washing since. <laughs> in, in a normal wash. I mean, these things had to be literally like, dipped in cold yes, water that's and, right. and taken out, because otherwise just the whole lot Spread just, everywhere, yeah. So and in that respect, you know, not rubbish. Oh, that sounds really awful, but just just for what we were doing, they're all you know, costume designers primarily do something for like a quick one-off. You know, we're like seriously sweating, yeah, hanging around, and they need to be fragile. Well, how did you make them secure? Oh, <laughs> we were just talking about that earlier. So you have obviously interviewed Mr. Cobra, and um, I just remember the funniest thing that he ever said. Lots of funny things, but one of the funny things that he said. Backstage, we are in the sort of pen, it's called. It's not like animals, but pretty much it was. It was. Yeah. Basically, a few sofas, and people think it's super glamorous. It's not. It's basically like sort of MDF boards sort of stood up on some few sofas. And the monitor, so you could yeah. see what was going on. Yeah, we're lounging around in between games or whatever. And there's a thing that we all used to use. I've never come across this before, because... It's a bodybuilding thing where the tiny weeny bikini yeah. as well, or male where um, they have like this, it's called a bum stick. So it's basically like a little deodorant roll on thing, but it's like skin glue. Yeah. Um, and so we used it constantly, all the girls. I don't know the guys used it, no. They didn't no, to, I don't think they did. They were quite happy to flash anything, but yes. <laughs> we used to stick and our, stick our costume, part of our, you know, on our bum to our costume. So when you're rolling around, flapping around, it doesn't <laughs> hang out everywhere. <laughs> no bum flashes, hopefully. Uh, I'm sure the producers probably wanted a few bum flashes, but that wasn't going to happen. So we were backstage, obviously, and we're constantly in between takes, you know, games, rolling our bottoms with this bum glue. And I just remember Cobra sitting there and going, "When I die." 
I want to come back as a bomb stick. (laughs) (laughs) That was his dream. That was his dream, to come back as glue. Because all the girls were obviously constantly just, you know, whipping out the bomb, slapping on the glue, sticking it down and running off to do. It's true. What was it like the first time you walked into the arena? One, without the audience, so just like checking out the set and training up on the events. Well, I don't know, because I think the... Because we did the live shows in Sheffield, that was yeah. probably the first thing. And I remember they did a bit of a you know initiation ceremony, some of the guys. They got me to put on Panthers costume. Because my costume then, because we were still on trial, myself and Eunice, it was Blaze. Uh, and we had these really boring sort of unitard blue They were playing with a bling right. and they were really like, you're the newbies, <laughs> so you're not going in a real costume, <laughs> so we know you can do it. <laughs> they were awful. I still got it, though. And... They were just like really boring. So they ran at the guys, all they thought were really funny. This is when the security guys were well to come into the gym, right? Right, you've got to put this on, put this on, put this on. And then your photo shoot, you know, they've got this massive photo shoot for you, and the new ones out there in the arena. And they put on Helen's costume, which was beautiful. Mm. And we you know, run out there, and they were laughing. I'm like, well, whatever. I've got a costume on now, thanks very much. Well, I'm part of the team. Yeah, so, but I think, so I'd had, a, in, in, you know, a, a sort of introduction to it then, but I didn't know what I was doing, really, had no idea what I was doing, it was all so new, because you don't get really tiny amount of training, really, mm. I was gonna say, and also meeting these guys, the first thing I remember was going up to a hotel, you know, and obviously I've no die, but I'd seen everybody else on TV, like anyone else, so I rock up and I'm like, the new girl as well, Yeah, hard enough, it's like new girl at school, in this hotel, with all these people that I sort of know, but don't know, you know, mm-hmm. and there's like, and they're all huge as well, so it's quite scary. You're walking like, hi. <laughs> um, so that took a bit of getting used to, but I don't know, that was great. Jets and Bow! Ooh, and not many can do that after a canteen supper. Panther was she like under a wing? Well, I was going to say, she, she like my mum. Jet aside, who else yeah. did you get along? Panther, amazing. We're still very good friends, and and then probably later, and Jenny Rebel, another really good. She is responsible for my entire marriage. <laughs> We've got to get well. To that. Well, let's let's go to that now. Let's say yeah. it's like tangent because that was one of the things that stood out. You know, you know, you get a married Mark quarter finalist, yeah, nineteen ninety seven, yeah. In the back of my mind, I really hoped that John Anderson was officiating a wedding. And when you when when you did the rings, he'd be like, "Gladiator, you'll go on my second whistle." And then putting the rings on. But were there any gladiators at your wedding? Yes, yes, there were. There were. Well, Jenny was invited but couldn't make it. Siren and Rio were there. Hunter again was invited but couldn't make it for that particular. And obviously Helen couldn't make it. So there was a few. But um, yeah, Siren and Rio were the two that were there. But with the gladiator, because we met on the show, Mark and I... Well, who approached who? Because I would uh, never dream of approaching yeah, a, a gladiator. I know, but this is a really funny thing. This is a story I have to relate. When I meet people like now, like my kids' school parents, who obviously watch the show, or, you know, <laughs> some of the younger, you know, were kids and they're watching the show. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like, how do you meet us? And you have to relate this. And they're like, what? What? Because they don't know this sort of story. Um, it started with um, one of the camera guys who went round and did all the footage so Dave, oh, oh yes, I know yeah, what I mean. Who was, but yes. uh, so he used to go around and film, you know, at what they do for a living and where they live and okay. know them sort of stuff. So I always used to question him because I like to know stuff. I like right, who do you think's going to win? Who's good? Who's like you know confident? You know all that sort of inside info before we start filming. So he describes on the girl, then describes on the guys, and start describing. Oh, I don't know, but Mark at the time I was like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> single. We, I was going to say we were on the hunt at the time. Not only hunting, but I was single. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> prowling. Ah, yes. Um, um, and then we, in between training days, we'd go to this fabulous venue next to the hotel for drinks or dancing or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Backpackers, one of those Oh, yeah. Really nice places. But it was literally right next to the hotel, so we'd all, like, go off there. A lot of the contenders were in there as well. But, you know, you can tell. And he was standing on his own, this person, who I didn't know at the time, but it was the same person. I was like, oh, he's nice. Mm. So Jenny, being Jenny. <laughs> oh, no, 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 let's backtrack a bit. So I didn't know it was the same person. I'd seen him training or doing the show again with the contenders, and I thought, oh, he's quite nice. So Jenny, he's an athlete, or a former athlete, so, and Jenny, being a former athlete, knew, they sort of knew each other through the tracks, training at Crystal Palace and stuff. Um, so I think, I made the mistake at the time, but it was a good mistake, obviously, of telling Jenny. It's like being back at school, though. So when we film, I used to call it, you know, Planet Gladiator, because everybody knew everybody's business. Yeah. From director, producers, makeup, crew, mm. everybody knew everybody's Sisters. business. Nothing. Uh, was sacred or secret or whatsoever and particularly when it came to like all of us um, <laughs> funny enough um so i haven't mentioned jenny i thought he's quite nice quite nice and then i found out it was the same person that i thought was quite nice and it all sort of seemed to click anyway jenny being jenny when i was like hi um my friend fancies you <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a <laughs> it was literally that simple and he was like with some at the time. So he was like, oh yeah, I'm actually. And Jenny said, well, do you love her? And he was like, uh, yeah, you have to say yes, I reckon. So, yeah, it's Jenny, rebel. But, yeah, you know, and that was sort of like his response at the time. So then she came back and said, right, well, I don't know, he's got a girlfriend. And I was like, okay. I thought that was the end of it, really, sort of. And then every time we passed, I hadn't even spoken to him at this point. So every time we passed each other backstage, it'd be like this elbowing and nudging to everybody, going, yeah. Him, yeah, him. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, I know, but I haven't spoken to him. This is really embarrassing. Can you all please stop? Please stop. It's embarrassing. Um, and so we were both totally embarrassed because it was like everybody trying to push us together. But he had a girlfriend and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, as it happened, we did have a conversation. We ended up like going for like coffee and hanging out for like half a day away from all the crazy people and chatting, realised we got really well. He then finished with garden. We broke up a relationship. Oh, but it wasn't like you know, and I think you know how long now? Twenty-two years later, <laughs> it's still going. Yeah, just about. Um, so it's not like it was a whole lot of months, and that was the end of it. You know, it was, it was meant to be. It's meant to be. Mark steady on the first seesaw, real test of nerves. Second seesaw springs up and then down. Next comes the trouble and says Mark got it. Yes, he has. Mark Roberts swings into the quarterfinals. Supporters jubilant, and just behind comes. Stratton, what a thriller from start to finish. Well, Mark, you look desperately relaxed throughout that whole thing and just literally walked up the travelator. No, not at all. That's horrible. Well done, Adam. It's been a long, long night. Definitely, but worth every second. Well, you're going to have to come back and do it all again. And who knows, you might get a little bit closer to those prizes. Never know, next time. Well, go and see your crowds, because they've been a great support to you, if not a little dignified. Let's hear it for Mark! And from that, you have a daughter and a son, you've got Amber and Flynn. Yes. Kind of gladiator children. Yes. Superhero children. They are quite... Yeah, well, this is our 
paranoia when we had, you know, when I got pregnant, <laughs> I thought, my God, what if, we were both going, what if they just want to sit inside and read? <laughs> <laughs> what if we have this really nerdy, geeky child with nothing like us? And we're like, oh, I don't know what to do with it. What do you do with it? I don't know. So I um, just passed it to my brother. Here we are. Well, I mean, I also, but I'm sure that Mark won't appreciate this. But he was a quarter finalist, wasn't he? He, he didn't. Was. He wasn't a semi finalist. Yeah, he didn't win. Say, ah, oh, yes, but people say to him, you know, oh, did you win? I was like, yes, he won me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best prize. <laughs> what do they think about their mum being a? I think they're quite happy now, especially they're a bit older. When they were younger, obviously, they didn't really know what it was about. Well, it, yeah, because all the legend shows. Yeah, and they were very tiny. I think Finn was uh, literally about. Six months old or something. I mean, when I actually went and did some filming. Whereas normally, obviously, you know, on the show, you'd be like, yes, I want everything, abs, everything, you know, out. And when they rang me up for the costume for the Legends one, I was like, do you do a full spank? <laughs> <laughs> I've literally just given birth and I want everything covered up. Um, but now I think they're, you know, they, they quite like it. They're quite fond about it. They tell their friends. And... Well, because, I mean, all the shows are on YouTube now, yeah, aren't they? they? Are. So yeah. you, you, and it's, it's in a square shape as well because that's what the TVs were like yeah. back then. It's going on widescreen. Yeah, <laughs> um, Oh, yeah. But do they watch some of the old episodes? Or is... I literally, my daughter had a friend staying, I don't know, a few months ago, and I was up in the office and I suddenly heard this Gladiator Ready. Yeah. And I like, she's literally on YouTube on TV. She's like, that's my mum, look, that's my mum. <laughs> so my mum does this, or, you know, so they think it's hilarious. And are, are you know, if Gladiators come back in 10 years' time, are they going to be on it? I would definitely put mum and me on... Well, basically, our, our, our kids are, myself and Mark, sort of reincarnated, really. My daughter is a smidgen shorter than me now, 14. And very... I mean, she has my body type, my body shape, pretty much. Um, and my son is a carbon copy of Mark, really. So we're going to have a, a, a female gladiator and a quarter-finalist. And my daughter is pretty nice <laughs> she, she spent most of her sort of first and second year at secondary school arm wrestling. All boys <laughs> in her year and year above and winning. So I was like, you might want to turn that down a little bit if you ever ever want to get a boyfriend because I'm not really going to be that impressed that you can be in an arm wrestling. No, that's that is true. Um, yeah, very similar. And what, what, was it a um, conscious decision to do your backflips coming in, you know, coming into the arena and things like that? Was or were you told to do that? Not really, but obviously, you know, so I was doing that sort of stuff already as well. It just seemed a natural thing to do well, I think, and there's a brilliant yeah. busting one on the podium yeah, isn't it um, from um, this is so one, much better than mine games, games have got the big silver ball thing Pen, no not pendulum um, I'll have to look it up uh, anyway swing ball swing, 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 swing no, ball not swing shot um, uh, anyway, that game that we can't yeah. game. <laughs> I love that game I had a show once where I had danger zone yeah. and that game with the big demolition ball demolition got ball it course demolition ball and i was like how brilliant is this that's a great like, that's a great show in other words that's a show there that we you, are. you know Done. you're not going to get scraped yeah, yeah. Right on a gurney. Ball, like early nerf gun course. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like my kids never take me on a nerf gun um <laughs> and then that ball just down and swing a great big ball at someone good show I mean, fantastic easy lovely were they your favorite not events hang tough games. hang tough probably well, both would have been getting training tips and advice for this event from our expert colleagues, Jet and Lightning. But even without the tips, as ex-European aerobics champion, I think she will do well anyway. Certainly looks very comfortable up there. Nothing vague about both. And 
Janet looks in desperate trouble. One armed, one ringed, and nowhere to run. And it's a simple formality as Bow closes in with the scissors. And cuts her down to size. Bow claims her first contender skull. Uh, I did like Powerball, even though it was pretty full on. Yeah, everyone, everyone that we speak to says the same. It was fun. I think you just got that massive adrenaline buzz. Yeah. That, especially if you're, you know... I don't know. And it was one of the only ones we could really play as a team that was remotely yeah. tactical. Yeah. Mandy reloads. Bo, don't just stand there. Let's go to it. Bring it down. There's nothing to it. Powerball is a rough game, and that was certainly one of the roughest games that I've played in, and I thought it was fantastic. Bo, tell me, what is actually your position and what is your job in the team? My job is running the centre, which means I go and back up both girls at either end when they need the backup and help, especially if the contenders are really, really racing around. It's sometimes easier if you have two on one. So, uh... so you're the boss, in other words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I loved Gordon as a team. Just that whole, you know, five of us. Can you imagine doing fair. it as a contender? Though? Five against one. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I know. not fair. However, that's the rules. <laughs> Gladiators. So... <laughs> Tough. But, yeah, it was to come out with you know. Otherwise, you're on your own. Yeah. I mean, my very first show that I filmed, I remember at Birmingham, was uh, Polax versus oh. Jenny. I mean, seriously, Polax. So we've done it in training. Stupidly, me going, yeah, woo, yes, it's really fun. Jump off here, onto an airbag, yay, showing off. And I looked at the schedules because I do this. I sort of tactical things. I'm like, right, so four shows. So there's like so and so, so and so, so and really good at it. So the best one of those three probably gets to the final, whatever the show was in on the schedule. Not gonna be me. First show, night before, under the door. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, bringing Helen Patton go, oh, I'm Pollux, I'm So well done. You were pretty quick up there. Um, it's the first time I actually performed that event in the show, so uh, I'm really pleased to have uh, beaten them both times. Yeah, congratulations. It's in the Vogue. That's oh, what would happen the night before. Um, we normally do two days on filming, so that's four shows back to back, pretty much, with a day to two days off. Mm. But the only way we'd know what we'd be doing on the show the next day was this little A4 would be slipped. And your hotel door. Shh. And it would make that noise, and you'd just sort of stand in the darkness of your room if you were asleep or whatever, and just go, Oh no, there is my life on that paper for the next 24 Which hours. Probably, you know, you're like, All right, whatever. But Paul Likes was pretty uh, scary. Was that, your, was that the toughest for you, the hardest? Well, was like, it was just scary. So it was like, for me, life or death. You know, there was no, it was proper gladiators, really, because it was literally like being thrown to the lions. So if you didn't get to the top first, you just fell. You know, mm. I'd got excited and I loved jumping off it, but I hadn't mm. actually fallen off it. So it's very different mm. in very. control and out of control. Yes. So I was like, well, I need mean, it twice. Back then, we had to do both yeah. contenders, one person against the two contenders. Yeah. I was like, right, well, I just have to get it first. That's, that's it. You know, so it was. I and mean, I watched the clip of it the other day, something. I was literally just like, I was being chased by lions or something. You know, I was like, I'm going to never. Bye. Yeah, I started to jump off. That was the thing. So and at least top. with that jump off, you can control it because there's yeah, yeah. some really bad accidents. But I got to the top, and they had we had specialist riggers. So you have all the normal riggers mm. are pushing the crash mats and all the stuff mm. on the ground, but then you have the specialist guys who are doing all the stuff up high. And I remember getting to the top, standing up there, and being spoken to, going, "Hi, Susie." I'm like, "What? What?" <laughs> Literally, you're like 45, 50 foot up in the air. 
And it was one Nippy, one of the guys who used to do yes. all the special rigging. Yeah. And so it was great because I then went, okay, 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 I can do this. Because I hadn't actually gone to the top in practice. I then got about halfway up. Oh, right. I like, just a long way down. But then you do it again. But by then you're already fired up. You're ready. It's about 30 foot, wasn't it? And they said you have to keep your body tight yeah. as you land on so the air because it folds around you. Yeah. And you're actually, because of the height of it, you're actually airborne one one thousand, two one thousand, three. 1,000, You actually hit it about four seconds. It's, it's that high. Mm. And, you, you know, in the air, your body rotates and does things. So to have the controlled fall was the difference between, yeah. yes, walking off the airbed and being scraped Also, because you fall, you know, you literally, the things just jut in and you just fall. There's yeah. nothing to hold on to. Nothing. So I was like, there's no way I'm falling. I am jumping. And that's, that's that. So, yeah. What was, what was the toughest thing about being a gladiator for you? Do you know what? At the time, you don't really think about it. Well, I didn't anyway. You know, I was 23... It was literally the best job in the world, but you don't quite realise it's the best job in the world at the time. Really, you're just in the moment and doing it. And I think the hardest bit was obviously, you know, by the end of the series, you're really sort of tired and mm. broken, and you don't see daylight, and you know, it's right in the middle of the summer, but it's you know, you're in pitch black pretty much 12, 14 hours a day. Um, you know, which sounds really hard life ready but um you know it's quite a long period of time and physically and again the adrenaline kicks in it's on the days off that you wake up and you go oh literally my neck or this hurts by the end of it you're getting a bit more battered mm. so i think that's the toughest bit but i mean the best bit was just you know getting to travel the world we went to mauritius we did, did a fabulous photo shoot with panther as well which was like the best girls holiday ever because we had a stylist who looked like George Michael yeah. and he was as camp as George Michael <laughs> and you know amazing photographer weirdly the photographer's assistant I'd gone to school with weird um, and that was just pretty fun I had like one whole hotel room and this gorgeous gorgeous place in Russia's that was just all like fabulous clothes and wigs and hair and makeup I was like who would not love this I would love that right now <laughs> paid for it crazy going I was just like and then you know, so that was really fun all that sort of stuff um, yeah, travel and just just being in the arena, I think, and just being being involved in, the, in such an iconic. Now looking back, you know, it's such an iconic, amazing show. I think when the show first finished, it was a little bit like, mm, "Is it going to be so fun?" Fun? What? <laughs> I used to. Mm. I used to be pregnant. One of my friends took great pleasure in telling people I was a gladiator. People just look at you like. Really? Oh, like, what? That's a bit you know, I was enormous. I do find I myself that. saying when I gladiated, <laughs> when I was a teacher, when I taught. What, what did you make of when the new show? Did you get to hear rumours of the Sky kind of doing a, a new version of Glads? What was what went Not on? Really? I think the first thing was, was I think Hunter or someone someone else involved or who'd been involved early on or been approached early on. I think. Um, to do it I mean I thought because I think enough time had passed and I thought actually great you know it was such an amazing thing you know, I think when you first stopped we were all a bit like you don't want to mention it a bit because it was a bit embarrassing slightly embarrassing by then I don't know why because um, it was amazing but I think because you've been in it and you sort of come out and then you sort of just want to move on a little bit and do something yeah. different mm. I like it. and also people just assumed that we're all stupid and we just wear lycra you know which I always wear lycra <laughs> <laughs> my Instagram is I'm a lycraholic that's right because I feel most comfortable in lycra that's just how it is I've grown up wearing lycra from birth and that is going to stay forever 
Um, and I think, you know, to move on and do other things, people didn't quite take us seriously enough because, oh, yeah, just like it. You just like whack people for a living. That's right. You're yeah. not going to be doing a job now. Um, but, so I think after a period of time, then it was, it's seen as cool. Do you know what I mean? It's iconic. It yeah. Um, so it's an easier thing to talk about now, I think. Mm-hmm. Now it's moved on. And even with the new show, I think, you know, it was just very different. You know, we had 7,000 people twice a day in the arena. It was massive. It was huge. But it was hugely expensive. You know, and the reason it sort of probably came to an end was because a lot of the reality TV stuff was starting to come in, which, you know, production companies can make gazillions and gazillions of pounds from, you know, which funds all these shows. Whereas ours cost huge amounts, mm. massive budget to put on. I mean, some of the games are like, you know, hundreds of thousands of pounds just to make yes. yeah. and produce and do. And then you've got all the crew, you've got, you know, containers in one hotel, us in amazing luxury it hotel. Was. Yeah, it was very floor. nice. So they were contenders in the Copthorn. That's my husband named the Crapthorn. <laughs> and he says the only, like, you know, came over to our hotel because we had air conditioning. It's true. But in terms of fame, yes. well, can you remember the first time you recognised as being Vogue? I think when you go and do PAs, I mean, obviously, walking to the arena, you know, you're immediately recognised because you've done a little bit of press probably before and things like that. And obviously, people are there to see gladiators, so they're expecting to see you and probably know you and follow you and whatever. I think if you're away from that, that's uh, a different thing. I can't remember, to be honest, exactly when, but I've been recognised in quite weird places where you wouldn't. Go on. Well, like in a tiny, tiny remote village, I think Mark and I had gone over with. Uh, in Wales somewhere, you know, you're in a little local pub in a tiny, tiny village, you know, playing pool or something, and then dinner, and <laughs> somebody recognises you, and you're like, yeah, this is just weird, because you're not expecting it, because you only expect it when you're wearing your stuff. Or, well, how do people say, that? are you Vogue? And then again, we're, you know, on, on the train station years ago, I remember going up to London, waiting for the train, and this group of sort of teenage boys, I'd say probably about 15, 16, I'm talking a few years ago, and they were like, that's a gladiator, that's a gladiator. And I was like, I was looking and thinking, wait, why, well, how do you know? And I was thinking, they were probably like five or three. Yeah. Yeah. You know, talking, you know, 10 more years ago, pre-kids, maybe 15 years ago. So they would have been, you know, now 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at the time, it's quite, it's quite weird because I don't think of myself in that way. So when people do spot you or say things, then you're like, well, people say, oh, I'm really familiar. <laughs> Get that. Yeah. And then when you do it back, do you ever deny who you are? Do you ever go, no, I just look like? Not now, not now, but yeah. years ago, I sometimes would because it's just you're in a really weird place. You don't want to recognise me. Yeah, at the height of of being in Gladiators, though, you must have had some pretty unusual things to open. Did you have to like open a? Ledger Centre, or did you have to do anything that like that? One of the worst hunts <laughs> I remember doing. Um, was with Ace and um, he was with Casey Price at the time and we got, it was a guy who used to own a whole load of fairground stuff that's all I'm going to say and now he opened he has all these sort of you know the casino-y slot machine yeah. shops so it was like a Tuesday lunchtime opening one of these slot machine places in Wrexham and the hotel, so we drive up, get there, really, nothing wrong. Nothing, yeah, I was going to say, nothing wrong with Rexham. Back then, <laughs> not so fun. Um, and we arrived really late at night, got in a hotel, whatever, I saw them in the morning. But the hotel was just, I mean, I'm not a snob, I'm really not a snob, I'd sleep anyway, but I was literally like, I opened my front my door and there was like building sites, you know, on the other side of the corridor. Mm. It was really bad. 
Um, and I'd rather turn up really early in the morning. However, you know, you're there and you do think, it was just really odd, really odd type of people on a Tuesday lunchtime <laughs> in Wrexham in a casino-y slot machine place, you know. That was quite weird with, like, Katie and then Warren. And it was just, it was just really one of those surreal moments. I'm like, what is going on? Why are we here? Or I've had a really interesting one. Uh, I can't remember where it was. It was, like, one of these sort of truck fests or something like that, which was really fun. And I remember someone, you know, you'd always come up and sign, you know, names like, you know, can you sign this for my daughter or son or whatever? They claim, but it's usually for themselves. Um, <laughs> can you sign this for my daughter? I'm like, yeah, yeah, what's her name? Vogue. Oh, sorry, what, what's your daughter's name? Vogue. Pun? Pun? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we named her after you. Yeah, 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 I was going to say. <laughs> really? Okay. She vogue. She vogue. Could have been Storm. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> but I was just like, really? Okay. Well, I'm sure it's very nice, but the time was a bit weird. And so what do you do with it all now? Tell us about Vogue and the Viking. Vogue and the Viking. So obviously since I have kids, I've done various still in fitness industry based work. I then got to a point where I was hearing a lot and thinking it myself as well. well what now? You know, what do I do? Who am You know, again, this whole identity crisis thing. I used to see women on This Morning or whatever when I was much younger, probably about my age. Group, and I was like, what is the matter with you? What do you mean? You don't know who you are. You don't know what to do. What's wrong with you? But now I am that person. Um, you know, I spent, you know, I did all that stuff and then I literally dedicated the last 15 years to my lovely children mm-hmm. whilst keeping other things going. But primarily, you know, I'm a professional mother. That's how I describe it. You know, people say, what do you do? I am a professional mother. And then aside from that, I do this other stuff. Um, and lots of, you know, myself and Anna, who is the Viking, we got together. She used to work at my husband's gym. We reconnected after about 10 years or so. And... She kept, again, weirdly, we went for a cycle ride in Richmond Park near us, and she kept calling me Vogue the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with you? And I'm, yeah, I'm out with Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, okay, well, I'm going to have the name for you then. Ice Queen, or where I was coming up with these really random names. I was going to write Viking, I was like, Vogue and the Viking. Oh, that sounds really cool. Got a ring to it. So we decided to, because no one would probably employ us on TV or radio, or it's very hard to get into those areas, we thought we'll just do our own. Yes. So we set up our own podcast, like you guys. So it was more about, about women out, you know, primarily it started off as women over 40-ish who don't really know what to do yet or you know they sort of lose confidence you lose your identity a bit you're not quite sure you know that person in your 20s used to really mm. love doing this or that and then you sort of put everything on hold whether it's career kids whatever and you start to lose confidence and go back into doing those things in your 40s again and so we used to hear lots of women say to us well it's all right for you because you look like you can do anything I'm like, oh, no, it's not, really. It's the same for me. I don't really, I'm quite scared of things now, or I don't really know what to do, or I'm not as confident. I've got this, like, inner confidence that I used to have when I was younger. Um, and Anna was a similar thing. I mean, she's very tall, blonde, Swedish, and just says yes to everything. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a bit quirky, and she wears crazy clothes. And she goes, that's right for you, because you, like, wear quirky stuff. I'm like, well, you can wear quirky stuff. It's not like a rule. So we did, I mean, women said, oh, I can do that, because... Why couldn't you do that? Because. Mm. I'm like, why not? Why couldn't you do that? And I probably never finished that sentence either. No, because I'm too old. I'm too <laughs> do that. Whatever the because is. <laughs> well, why not dye your hair pink? It's only hair. Dye it pink. Don't like it. Dye it brown. Who cares? No rules. Because you're over 40, you have to behave or look a certain way or dress a certain way or stop doing cool stuff. 
Um, so that's really where our brave pants came along. Brave pants. It's about women and men. And men. It's not. It started off with us obviously going with a, a market that we know, women over 40. Um, but we've had loads of guys and younger, you know, 27-year-old we've interviewed on it who's set up our own business. So it applies to everybody, but it's about putting your, you know, imaginary brave pants and just go and do it. What's the worst? You know, it, trying to get people not to challenge themselves into crazy stuff that would be fearful of. Just that sort of like, Oh, I really want to do it, but I don't know how to start. And do you then coach and guide sort of from the end? We're just trying to inspire people by listening to our stories or other people. So we have guests every other week. So our guests, amazing women so far. We've only had women on who've just got amazing stories. And again, when you get them talking, lots of stuff comes out that you didn't know about them or they're willing to just share and hopefully inspire other people with. And it's, it's light-hearted banter. It's not serious at all. It's meant to be light-hearted, chat about important stuff. That's what we call it. So it's just a bit of fun, a bit of entertainment, but also underlying message. And hopefully someone can get some little inspiration to go, actually, well, they can do it. I can go. Absolutely. Whatever. If you could go back in time and do it all again. Yes. Yes. <laughs> would you do would you do anything differently yeah i'd have my mind now on my 23 year old body uh-huh. and that would be the ideal because my mind now i think i took myself so seriously when i was younger well we, i think probably all did but yeah. i was super like i thought it was really growing up and super serious and i was 20 23 whatever 20 even before gladiators mm. i think because i was surrounded a lot by older as in they're like in their late 20s 30s <laughs> crazy old people that I was trying you know I was sort of in their world a bit more you know some of them were getting married or settled and it was just a, you know a very grown, more grown up place the 80s and 90s you know, all wearing power suits <laughs> you know whereas now I think I've sort of I've got um probably more immature or just relax not immature, just relax about it I don't care you know you get to a point in age yeah. where you just go actually who cares I just do what I want you know I don't care that you don't like what I'm doing or, you know, you care a little bit, but not as much. Um, so, yes, I would go back with my head, sort of. Yeah. That's a really great answer. Oh, I think so. My body, though. <laughs> yeah, my body, weren't covers it. And that's the amazing about Wolf. I mean, when you think back. Yeah. He was, he was gladiating at my age. Yes. When we were doing yeah. it. And all the, all the boys used to like, oh, he used to have a little nap in between shows and between games. And I'd be like, hang on a minute, he's like ancient <laughs> compared to you lot. And um, would you like to see Gladiators return? I would. I would. I, uh, yes, I would. Yeah. I mean, whether it be the same format, I think they could make it pretty amazing now. Because it's been going in other countries, hasn't it, mm. more recently. So I don't know how they would do it to make it different but still, you know, current with, with what's happening in TV at the moment. Because it was done, obviously, pre-recorded and recorded. So whether they could do it with more than reality, you know, mm. they could do proper gladiators where they vote them up. Yes. Can I be the thumb? <laughs> I think you can. I think I can manage can. the thumb. If you bit. can do the thumb, then you can send me some of those brave pants. So let me sign up to the Vogue and the Viking yes, podcast and fan club. Now, Absolutely. It's been a real, real pleasure to kind of reconnect. I know. Gladiator to gladiator within this podcast. Would you come back and see us again? 100%. Please do. You know I really don't like talking. <laughs> the cover girl swings out. And there's nothing vague about Vogue when it comes to single-minded determination. I so enjoyed meeting Vogue again. 
Wow, what an incredible woman. It, I have to say, it it was beyond my expectations. I I I try not I'm trying not to have too many sort of ideas of what they're mm. going to be like because I don't think you should. I think when you meet people, you should meet them for for who they are and get to know them that way. But I don't I didn't know what to expect, but I thought she was she was so bubbly, she was so funny. I just warmed to her so quickly. Like before, as soon as she arrived in the studio, I warmed to her straight away. Mm. And I thought mm. the chat was was just so funny. I, I liked I liked how she said that she'd watched the American Gladiators, and I know that you'd seen it as well, Di. Yeah. And she thought it was like really cheesy, and it wouldn't take off in Britain. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I I I think I'd seen it a couple of years before, going what the <laughs> in the middle of the night, uh, just because um, there was a, the rumor, and I'd been contacted by the producers, and I thought, well, I can't see what this show is. I'm really not fully across it. And I love the way, of course, you'd have gone, oh, my God, that's so cheesy. I'm not going to do that. Um, however, she is a natural-born athlete. She's a beautiful athlete. I'd met her years before, of course. I think we mentioned this within the championship aerobic arena. And I was put into a team with her. And I was really flattered because we had a similar physicality. Although I must say, I love Susie's body and her physicality. When she came into the arena as Vogue, I was just like, oh my God, she is just so powerful and graceful at the same time. She is Vogue. She's like something from a magazine with that beautiful glow. And even to this day, she is so comfortable in herself and her body and that wit and that humour and the story she can tell. I just was blown away. I, I, I can't say much more than that at this moment. But the whole wonderful thing is, of course, she's pure gladiator family, isn't she? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I like the fact that she mentioned her her kids watching her in action on YouTube yeah. and showing off to their friends saying, this is my mum, you know, this is my mum from like ages ago, like way, it was so long ago. Well, I mean, they are gladiator babies though, with Mark. <laughs> well, of course, with yeah, with Mark, yeah. We should definitely get the pair of them on a show together just because I know obviously Susie just mentioned um, how they came about yeah. and how they met, but I'd like to hear it from his side yes. as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think they would. Work, I think they would come across together quite well. Yeah. Do you know what was really bizarre though is that during the time that they got together, um, I I'm, I'd left, so I wasn't kind of aware of what was going on. So to now hear that story and and know that there are true gladiator babies out there, and they're proud of their parents and. Yeah, I, I must admit, it must be some interesting conversations over their dinner table to this day. Yeah, and we should also see, if we do the chat with them, if if they if the kids came along as well, kind of like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they could just wait out in the wings and we could kind of just like wheel them in um, at one bit and yeah. be like, so what does it feel like to have very two very cool parents? And they'd be like, my mum and dad aren't cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yes, I, we don't know what those kids will say, but I do, I do know on Instagram occasionally, I, whenever I go... Fortunate enough to go on a holiday, I started to. I'm so happy I have to invert myself and do a holiday handstand, an HH, I call it. And um, Susie kind of started going, Well, I think I'll do that too. And anyone that she did and that she does, she does it with her daughter. 
and they are, are almost identical in body shape perfect beautiful pointed feet so it's the holiday handstand crew so yeah I, I think they have an amazing relationship but really great to find out what that is like if we can get them in the studio and get a podcast with them all and I think the, the two points that I really liked one from from the chat one that was is quite serious to a degree and one of them was quite funny the, the more serious one actually which i, I don't think i truly realized so we started this journey was that there is a gladiator for every sort of member of the audience like people will it will it, uh, warm naturally to somebody over somebody else and and i think susie has a huge number of fans as well because when you watch some of the old clips she was a crowd pleaser absolutely and again i think a little bit because the, the gymnastic ability so those extra thrills and spills and flick flacks and all sorts of other bits in there which i think people kind of liked and all those little girls and boys growing up going oh she just did a flick flack like that i'm training to do that at gym each night so there was lots of lots of bits of commonality and and it was it was a great comment when she said this it was demographically nice lovely long word for a podcast there was some somebody for everybody and i think for me that was part of the big appeal of the show of the show and i know the producers worked really hard to make sure that then when they were turning members of the team over for whatever reason that they'd get somebody in that again would would kind of fill the gap of what they felt was somebody somebody for everybody you know is it's such a great comment and i think the other thing that i thought was funny which i didn't realize about was about the bum sticks <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I, yeah, I think I think Lightning and and Susie, I I think they used them more than some of us. Um, obviously, they had the most beautiful skin, and probably things slipped a little bit more on them. Um, I wasn't I wasn't fully aware that I used my. I think because my cousin was so tiny, <laughs> not not by intentional design. But when I look back, I was going, what was I thinking? Um, but yeah, she the bum stick. I, I could imagine Susie. I could imagine her face. In fact, I can probably remember backstage at the arena the sort of face she would pull with ugh this really really what <laughs> but it was a necessity for some absolutely <laughs> and Cobra's comments that um, he would love to come back in another life as a bastard <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah and uh, I can definitely see see him doing that the other thing that I thought was really interesting is how she spoke about being 23 and gladiators being the best job in the world but without realizing it at that time were you the same a little bit yes i was quite a profound statement i found because um i i after i left i had i had my accident and i wanted to distance myself from it but like her now i can look back and go it was the best job in the world but i could see during the time of the arena there were people like herself and lightning on, on the female side that were just gladiator through and through like hunter you know there were some people that were just born out in shadow as well for the brief time he was with us um you would literally cut them open like a stick of rock and it what was the top at the bottom it would just be gladiator right through their core there was a like a fixedness a a, a, a force um that was formidable and and vogue susie was very definitely yeah there. and i think that came across really well and i think she you must get the feeling that if she could and it was still about, I think she probably would consider herself that she'd still love to do it. And I, I think it's all of those things, isn't it, on reflection? You know, you, you're young, you don't realise it, that, you know, those two, three years, obviously it does, it's a long time at the time, but actually 
in the when you get to you know 30 years on you know those two years would seem just like they just flew by really absolutely you know you're right I couldn't because I don't bounce when I fall anymore it's just a bit more brittle and I'm afraid but I think she would be one of the ones to go yeah show me my lycra I'm out there again um, she has that real hockey mum kind of um, I'm still an athlete and, and she'll be that till the day whenever you know she'll yeah through and through she'd be one of the first queuing up for her new piece of lycra and did you feel like you two had a close affinity because you both came from that gymnastics background no we were quite distant um, I felt when we when we actually did the show and um, because obviously people are going, oh, she's going to be the new jet. She's going to be the new jet. And I'm like, well, she can be. Um, I'm I'm here for as long as I can be. And we're both a bit different because I admired her so much because, as I've just mentioned, she had that ferocity. She had that focus. Whereas I, on the other hand, I was shaking in my boots, in my Reeboks throughout every single series, every single show that we shot and every single event that we did, I would be shaking from head to foot. And so unfortunately, I was almost on the other side, but looking in awe and admiration and a little bit of jealousy at just how gladiatorial naturally she walked onto the set and could be and for you guys are listening what are your memories of vogue um send them to us on email which is the gladpod at gmail.com if die they want to send us a message on social media where do they need to go they can go on twitter facebook and instagram and they'll all find us on the glad pod and it's another week episode four now of the glad pod and for yet another week we will leave you with these very wise words from john Sachs. good competition good spirit great sportsmanship as both contenders show mutual respect join us again next week for the ultimate challenge the might of 